Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into a Tuesday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Zach, who just produced Inside the Huddle, will also produce the program today. Uh, first of all, if you had a chance to hear Inside the Huddle, our final one of the year, such fun uh, working with Shane, working with Coach. Uh, it is a pleasure, pleasure to be able to do that. I hope you enjoyed it uh, as well. Um, today, Max Chadwick from Pro Football Focus will join us to talk a little college football, and Zach Albaverde will be here in studio, I hope, uh, at the bottom of the 1 o'clock hour to talk about uh, Gator football and where Gator football goes from here. Well, obviously, change has started. We will see if further change is coming. Um, normally speaking, I think most coaches announce something like this at one time. In other words, okay, we're going to make a staff change here. Let's do it all at one time as opposed to, uh, you know, doing it piecemeal. I just think if, if, you, if you do it piecemeal, it makes bad news even worse, if that makes sense. So my question to you today, where do you see this Gator football program now? Where do you see it? Where do you see it going? What do you see happening? The dribs and drabs of the SEC schedule is coming out, and it looks like Florida's first three games are Miami, Samford, and Texas A&M. Florida better win two of them. Hopefully three, because you're home. But imperative to win two. And remember, a new coach at A&M, and we'll see what kind of talent they have. So we will find out. Uh, but it, it's a very interesting time. Gator basketball teams both play tomorrow. We'll have live coverage of both of those games as well. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Uh, Daryl will start us. Daryl, hello. Hey, good afternoon, Steve. Hey. Steve, Forrest coaching changes. Um, Sean Spencer, I'm not really surprised at. Uh, Corey Raymond, yes, I am, because this is my feeling. The defensive line could not get no pressure on the quarterback. And, you know, when you can't do that, you're leaving your secondary players out there on the island by herself. And uh, I just don't understand Corey Raymond being let go. But, you know, I think what Billy's going to do, Steve, is he's going to probably hire somebody that's used to coaching with Austin Armstrong and bring in staff members like that. Because these coaches have, you know, it's kind of like a network of coaches who they feel more comfortable with. Um, to a degree, yes. Um, but I can name you coaching staffs that have been put together where they do a nice job of coaching and they've never met until – you know they they got on the staff, but I get it. If that's if that's uh, 
what you want to do in terms of making a young defensive coordinator more comfortable working with people that he sort of knows and maybe more of his philosophy. I can see that. Okay, Steve, do you expect any more changes yourself? I thought there would be changes. Um, No, I don't. Would I be surprised if there are? No, I would not. But like I said, normally speaking, I think you do this in one fell swoop. Here's what I don't know, Daryl. I think most people don't understand the process after a season, right? The coaches meet with players individually, and then they have meetings with their coaches. So was this Napier meeting with just his defensive coaches and deciding that this is where they're going to go? Will he then meet with his offensive coaches and then have something happen there? Or, to what I had said earlier, he's met with his coaching staff and these are the changes he's going to make. That's To me, you do that one time. You don't want bad news, right? Recruits are going to see this. Do you want recruits to keep seeing coaches getting fired? I wouldn't. No. And Steve, as far as your question, really, I'm stuck in neutral. I don't know what to think about next year. I mean, as far as you know, this team goes, um, I think it's crucial next year we get off to a good start. We need to get off to a good start in this transfer portal and bring some talent in. But next year is going to be crucial for Billy Napier. I hope he succeeds, to be honest with you. But he's going to be, to me, if he gets off to a rough start, I don't even know if he'll make it through the year next year, Steve, with the schedule. Well, see, that's the other thing. We're looking at the schedule with this year's team. And we're looking at the schedule with this year's teams that Florida's going to play. They will be different. They will be different. So it's a whole new ball game because of the portal. Now, if Florida doesn't address things in the portal and gets better, now there's problems. And I would hope Billy Napier and his staff understand where those problems are, where those areas are, and they'll go out and address them. Yep. All right, Steve, appreciate it today. Thank you, Daryl. Appreciate you. PG, hello. Hey, man. Um, yeah, disappointing into the season. But, you know, looking looking at everything, I never – I never felt like year three, unless things were just not working out and there was a lot of noise, that it would be a problem, especially when that schedule came out earlier in the year. didn't really know the dates. Now you're starting to see some of those. And I know a lot of those teams will have new quarterbacks. And you're exactly right. That's not the same team that we're going to see next year play these teams either. But, you know, if you look at the staff, and I haven't done the math yet, I, I think – Let's say Billy steps down from OC and, and actually places an OC there other than himself. The, the almost entire staff has been replaced one way or another. Tony, he left to become an analyst uh, in the NFL, I guess, with Arizona. So that was a little bit of a surprise to me. I don't know if that was to Billy, but, you know, Billy Gonzalez is the new wide receivers coach, so that wasn't a continuation. Are you surprised at where I'm going with it? You know, I mean, the grip's gone from the secondary. You know, you had Raymond take the whole thing over. Now that's changing again. I know there's going to be attrition. Are you surprised, you know, going into year three 
other than maybe the linebackers coach and if Billy retains the offensive line coaches, that the whole staff is new? No. Uh, two reasons. One, uh, losing programs change coaches. That I mean, look, look at the history of that, right? If you don't fire a coach, there's usually staff changes. So when you're not winning, that's a byproduct of that. So that does not surprise me at all. And you also have the attrition factor of either A, getting a promotion. You know, if you're a linebacker's coach and you can become a defensive coordinator, well, you leave, right? It's a better job. Or if the NFL comes calling and you, and you really want to be in the NFL, you do that too. So, no, that doesn't surprise me. And we haven't, other than Tony, and correct me if I'm wrong, haven't really seen somebody, you know, I wouldn't say lateral, but go up, go to the NFL, you know, get that coordinator position from the secondary coaching position. So really, to me, it, I know we're not winning, the Gators aren't winning, but it, I don't know, it just, um, the confidence level goes down because it seems like at, right now, just wins and losses and everything else on paper that they didn't work out. You know, so looking forward, I want to say these next ones will, and I hope they do, because um, we're invested here. Like, I don't think year three was supposed to be the year that everybody was going crazy. Year four we were talking about, but things kind of took a south turn here, and now everybody seems like the majority of, of you know, what I'm seeing here, and people are pretty upset. So anyway, appreciate it, man. Okay, thank you, PG. Uh, we're going to get Max Chadwick here, and after that, I will open the phone lines for you. Uh, it's twelve thirteen. Time check brought to you by Hayes Shillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Austin Sterling. The Tampa Bay Lightning will be in action tonight to take on the Arizona Coyotes. The Lightning are coming off a 4-1 loss to the Colorado Avalanche, but have been able to pick up points in each of the five games prior. Coverage starts here at 8.30. Shifting to college hoops, the Gators men's basketball team will hit the road to play Wake Forest Wednesday night. Florida is coming off a close loss to number 13-ranked Baylor and look to bounce back. Flipping to the women's side, the Florida Gators will face Georgia Tech on Wednesday on the road. Florida is 5-1 to start the season and will look to keep the early momentum rolling. In the NBA, the Miami Heat will take on the Milwaukee Bucks in a playoff rematch tonight. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Austin Sterling. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Have you ever thought... During this holiday season of giving, consider giving and helping the Road Eber Boys Ranch, one of, one of the best charities in the state of Florida. It's out of Palatka. It houses at-risk young boys from difficult home environments. And with your help, these boys can turn troubled lives into futures full of promise with real-life skills that you help with simply by a donation of an unused or unwanted vehicle of just about any kind. It doesn't have to be a car. It can be a motorcycle, a boat, an RV, any kind of vehicle. They'll take it off your hands. These boys fix them, repair them, resell them. This is how they learn real-life skills. And your donation is a tax-deductible donation as well. So, if you have that unused vehicle, please consider a donation to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. To learn more, Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org, rbr.org.
out about what a true fiduciary is? Mike Lester is the founder of Talon Wealth, and he believes the definition of a true fiduciary is simple. A true fiduciary would not sell you a product that they got commission on. A true fiduciary does well when you do well. Some of those products could be mutual funds, annuities, or even real estate investment trusts. Mike believes a true fiduciary shouldn't get paid before a client does. And that kind of makes sense. Mike is a true fiduciary who's passionate about those near and in retirement being aware of all of your options and making sure you receive the value you're paying for because every penny counts in retirement. Reach out for a free comprehensive financial plan to see if there are better options available you might not be aware of. 352-751-3200. 352-751-3200. By the way, this process also reveals if you've saved enough to retire comfortably. So, connect and schedule now at guardingyournestegg.com. Advisory services through Talent Private Wealth and SEC Registered Investment Advisor or License D056341. Nothing but net. He hit that from deep. That was from another time zone. If you weren't here, you wouldn't believe it. Not so fast. You can't experience the thrill of a game without being in the arena. Just talk to the pros at Electronics World. Electronics World? At EW, it's a slam dunk. They have all the best gear to give you a seat at midcourt in your own home. TVs and sound from Sony, Yamaha, Marantz. With speakers by Bowers and Wilkins, Kef, Martin Logan, and more. Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. At the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, there's always excitement around football, family, and the first hint of the fall season. Family-owned and operated since 1975, the Wood Stove is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric stoves and fireplaces. Visit our showroom today to see our large selection of contemporary and traditional styles. Give your fireplace a facelift with our custom glass doors, screens, tool sets, and more. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, downtown Gainesville. Or visit woodstoveflorida.com. The holidays are here, and Miapa has your meal ready. Order a holiday dinner from Miapa for your family gathering, holiday party, or if you're just tired from decking the halls and shopping at malls. Miapa's got your entire meal covered, from the roasted turkey or pernil ham to your favorite Miapa sides, like rice and beans, Cuban bread, and of course, sweet plantains, all starting at $99.99. With Miapa's holiday meal, you'll be more stuffed than a stocking hung with care. Don't let cooking get in the way of a great meal. Get your holiday dinner at MiapaLatinCafe.com today. We're proud to be your home for Gator women's basketball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Scott Strickland, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Well, the college football regular season is over. Time for conference championship games, hiring, firing of coaches and assistant coaches. We are in the season. And Max Chadwick, Pro Football Focus, who covers college football, will join us to talk about all of this. Max, uh, you know, Florida, with another losing season, uh, has just let two coaches go. There could be more here. Uh, the schedule next year uh, on paper is not an easy one. Um, what do you see here? I mean, the, the thing that nobody knows is what any team is going to do in the portal and what talent they acquire or what talent they lose. But given all of that, what do you see for Florida here? 
Yeah, well, Steve, thanks for having me on again. And I think the first thing you got to talk about is Billy Napier, right? I mean, this is a guy who was brought in from Louisiana. Everyone thought he'd be the savior of the program after Dan Mullen had really one bad year at Florida. I don't really think he deserved to get fired after that one year. Um, and now it's three straight years Florida's had a losing record, and I believe it's the first time since the 1940s that that's happened. So it's definitely not a good time for Billy Napier right now. And I'm wondering if he's a little bit on the hot seat right now um, I, I do think they might give him another year, but ultimately it's not looking great. Now, he is bringing in a really good recruiting class right now. I know they have a five-star quarterback in D.J. Lagway that is coming into the program, but, man, it doesn't look great for Florida right now, and they certainly need to uh, hit the portal hard and, and fix some things pretty quickly. Uh, if you look at the glass half full, you can look at a Missouri who and look at a Florida right. State who were not good last year and look where they are. So is that a possible blueprint? Yeah, it definitely is. And you look at what Florida State did. I mean, they really built the whole team through the transfer portal. So I think that's something that Billy Napier can certainly do as well and get a lot of great players from the transfer portal, which is one of the most valuable tools now in college football. So that's something I think he should do. And like I said, he's got a five-star quarterback coming in. Uh, We'll see how he does. But, uh, yeah, listen, certainly a lot of things need to change in Florida's program right now and in Gainesville. Uh, and I think it starts through the transfer portal, and it starts really with getting more talent in that program. Obviously, uh, we don't know about what Graham Mertz is going to do. I get the sense he's going to come back. Uh, any thought on what his future might be here? Yeah, I would say I would say he's going to come back. I don't think it's the guy that's an NFL quarterback. Uh, certainly not right now. So. Um, I would be surprised if he did uh, declare for the draft or do whatever else or even enter the transfer portal. I think he's in a good spot right now. Like I said, he's getting a five-star quarterback in uh, D.J. Lagway. But at, at the end of the day, like I don't know if I want to be starting a true freshman five-star quarterback either. Um, so I, I think that you know Graham Mertz coming back is certainly a pretty likely outcome in my opinion. All right, let's go to some of these games here. Uh, Alabama has the miracle to get where they are. Uh, till somebody knocks off Georgia, Max, they're still the team to beat to me. Uh, if there's an underdog here that you like in these championship games, who would that be and why? Um, I think you have to start with the ACC title game and with uh, Florida State uh, obviously on their backup quarterback and playing Louisville. They're favored by three points right now. Um, that's probably the underdog I would look at first. Um, and then another one that uh, a pretty surprising spread, in my opinion, was that Washington is nine-point underdogs to Oregon right now, even though Washington beat Oregon earlier this season. Now, since then, Washington has kind of played close with almost everybody, while Oregon has really blown out everybody. Um, but I do think that's another one that you could see technically an upset, even though Washington's going to be ranked higher than Oregon. Uh, that's still technically being upset because Oregon, like I said, is favored by nine points right now over Washington. All right, let me ask, with all due respect to rivalries like Florida-Georgia and, you know, Florida-Florida State, all of that, the rivalry in college football is Michigan-Ohio State. I don't think many people would quibble with that. Ryan Day has now lost three in a row to Michigan, and I can't imagine that that would be anything that would have him be on the hot seat, but is he on the hot seat because of this? I don't think he is just yet. I, I understand Ohio State fans are very upset with losing to 
Michigan three years in a row. But, I mean, think about it. I, I believe Jim Harbaugh started his Michigan tenure with five losses to Ohio State in a row. And I remember a lot of Michigan fans were asking for him to be uh, on the chopping block as well. And you look at him now. I mean, they're making probably the third straight playoff and winning their third straight Big Ten title now. And I'm sure he's the uh, – you know, we'll see what happens this offseason while the while the scandal is going on. But I'm sure his seat is very cold right now. So uh, I I think that it's kind of a similar boat where you don't want to fire a coach just for losing really one game. Um, and Ohio State still has technically has a chance of making the playoff this year if a lot of chaos happens. But uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's quite on the hot seat just yet. But I I certainly understand a lot of Ohio State fans are being very fed up with losing to uh, that team up north for three years in a row. Uh, we've seen some coaches fired and hired. Let's go to the SEC. Uh, Elko was the guy I thought A&M would, would go after. He, he knows Texas A&M. He's coached there. Uh, I, I like the hire of Levy at Mississippi State, especially how terrible their offense was. Do you like those hires? Yeah, I think Elko makes a lot of sense, right? I mean, he was at Texas A&M for four years with Jimbo Fisher, uh, was a terrific coach for Duke. And I think the big thing with him and why I really like this hire, Texas A&M does not have a talent issue. Listen, they, they are recruiting at, at the highest level really in college football. In fact, they have the fourth most talented team when you look at just how the kids were rated coming out of high school. So it's not a talent issue there. It's really just about execution. Duke, on the other side, never really had great talent, and they were still rattling off nine, eight, seven win seasons with Mike Elko. Um, and that says a lot, too. So if you combine the talent with a great coach like Mike Elko uh, for a Duke program that was 5-18 and 18 in the two seasons before him, now all of a sudden they're a respectable football program, that says a lot. And I think this is a really good uh, hire for them. And, uh, yeah, Mississippi State, you mentioned that Jeff Levy had one of the most efficient offenses in the country this year, even though I don't think Oklahoma's offense was really that talented either. I don't think there's really any future NFL stars that you could point to on that offense. And yet it still was a top-five offense in college football. So uh, I definitely think that was a great hire as well. Like I said, Mississippi State kind of got away from its offensive identity this year, and it should be getting back to their air raid roots under uh, Jeff Levy. Max Chadwick, Pro Football Focus, joining us here talking some college football. Um, Lane Kiffin's name always seems to come up with coaching vacancies, but he stays where he is. There's some that think he's hit his ceiling at Ole Miss. Do you think that? I definitely think he did. And honestly, he would have been one of the guys I would have called up for that Texas A&M job. Because I think that that kind of has a limitless ceiling in terms of how much resources you have at Texas A&M. Ole Miss does not have those resources, and yet he's still uh, performing at a very high level. Bradley, he's had a 10-2 season, only losing to Georgia and Alabama. Uh, he would have been a guy I really would have looked at, especially when last year, you remember, he was really considering that Auburn job reportedly uh, if he considered that job, he definitely would have considered the Texas A&M job, in my opinion. So, uh, yeah, I definitely would have called him up. But I, I like the Elko hire for sure, but Lane Kiffin definitely would have been a guy that I, uh, I hit up as well. All right, Max, let me – again, this is hard to do because we don't know how freshmen are going to do. We don't know who is in or out of the portal. But let's go to the mm -hmm. SEC for just a second, okay? I mean, Alabama, Georgia, you know, they're not going to go anywhere, right? We, we know that. But it's interesting to me, you know, if Ole Miss is in the second tier, Tennessee uh, took a step back, and the games that they were beaten, they got clobbered. They, they were not close. So, Missouri, can A, let's start with this. Can Missouri keep this up, or are they a one-year wonder? No, I think they definitely can keep it up. I think a lot of the – listen, you look at uh, 
I think one of the most important things that they have to do is just keep everything kind of intact right now. Kirby Moore, their offensive coordinator, their first-year offensive coordinator, uh, should be up for the, the the Frank Burroughs Award as the top assistant in the country. Now, hopefully, for their sake, he doesn't get a head coaching job somewhere else. I really think he did a terrific job this year. But if he stays, and Luther Burden, who I think is one of the – he could be actually – he probably is the number one receiver in the country heading into next season. You have him. Hopefully, Brady Cook comes back as well. I don't know what his eligibility situation is quite like, but – you got all those guys come back. I think it certainly uh, can continue for Missouri. And I think Tennessee, honestly, you have a five-star freshman quarterback in Nico Iamaleva, who's not on the bench this year. Uh, I know they're very excited about him as well. So, yeah, I, I definitely think that a, a few schools like Missouri and Tennessee could even take steps forward uh, from this season. Well, then at least to my last question. F- Florida, at best right now, is a bottom third team in the SEC. Let's just be honest about it. That That's where they are at this point. There's a lot of teams they've got to step over to get back to some kind of prominence. It, will that take more? Will that take a lot of time, or can Florida do that in a relatively short period of time? I think it can happen. I, I, think, it, I think it could happen pretty quickly. I think that, you know, this is a program that, again, is still recruiting at a, at a decent level. Um, they got to do a little bit better on that front as well. But like I said, I mean, they're, they're still bringing in some really, really highly rated recruits. And a lot, of their, a lot of the team is young this year as well. So you get another year in the system as well. Uh, I, I don't think this is a long-term fix for Florida. I don't think it's a very hard program to win at, honestly. Um, and I think, it, and again, it, it all comes down to Billy Napier and, and if he can improve. Uh, but like I said, you've got the five-star quarterback coming in. You have Graham Mertz probably coming back. Um, you've got some other talented players coming back as well, like Eugene Wilson, the receiver. Uh, I definitely think this is a program that can turn it around. But again, you're playing in the SEC now, so it's a difficult conference to turn around quickly. Uh, but I, I definitely think it's feasible for Florida to at least make a bowl game next year. Great stuff. Where can people see your work, Max? Yeah, you can find it at pff.com, and also I host a show called Preferred Walk-On, where we go over the biggest uh, stories in college football, uh, and we post it on YouTube and anywhere you get podcasts as well, so look up Preferred Walk-On. Thank you for your time. Appreciate you. Thanks, Steve. You got it. Max Chabwick, talking college football, pro football focus. 1229, time check, brought to you by Hayes Jillery. We'll open the phones back up, the emails too, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Cloaked in orange and blue and fortified on the campus of the University of Florida. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. What I was told was bone on bone. I was going to have to have knee replacement, and I do not like surgery. Desperate to avoid surgery, Julie decided to check out QC Kinetics non-surgical regenerative treatments. My daughter actually works in a Chapel Hill, North Carolina lab, and I sent her all of the information that I was given. And she's like, oh, Mom, this is for you. I've heard great things about this. She's like, you need to try it before ever doing surgery. Julie started the QC Kinetics natural biologic treatments right in the office using her own healing properties to help restore her damaged tissue. I know my daughter was right. Yeah, It's nice when you've got that um, person you can go to who might have a little bit more information, especially on the science of it. QC Kinetics, it's life-changing. Find out if you're a good candidate. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. 
Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. What you can say about how the procedures have affected my life is that they haven't. I lose track of which teeth are my real teeth and which are the implants and which have crowns and which don't. They don't give me pain and I'm able to use them and I'm 71 years old and you know I can still eat steak and apples and whatever else I want to eat. What I would like people to know about exceptional dentistry is that it's a, just a good place to come to have dental work done. From the staff, through the physicians, through the dentists, um, they're top notch. I, I just don't think you could find a better place to have dental work done than exceptional dentistry. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Top-tier tree specialists specializes in tree removal, tree trimming, tree pruning, stump grinding, debris hauling, and emergency tree service. We are experts in storm recovery and have the team and the proper equipment to provide you with professional results. Trust your tree service needs to the experts at top-tier tree specialists. And don't wait for disaster to strike. Visit us online at toptiertreespecialists.com. Licensed and insured for your protection. Hey, it's Steve Russell to tell you the famous Mushroom Swiss Burgers back at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries for the holidays. It is delicious. Add some fresh hot fries, a delicious milkshake, you've got a meal. Other great menu options, too. Everything's fresh. Just come drive through Monday through Sunday, eat on the patio, or order ahead for pickup at DickMondell's.com. And don't forget, Dick Mondell's gift cards for family and friends, the perfect gift for everybody on your list. Dick Mondell's, Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street. Find them on Facebook and Instagram, Dick Mondell's. Burgers and fries. If you don't have insurance through your job, you can still get quality health coverage through the Federal Health Insurance Marketplace. Not sure where to begin? A navigator can help you cut through the clutter and find a plan that's right for you. There's no obligation and the help is always free. It's easy. Just visit CoveringFlorida.org. Open enrollment ends on January 15th, so don't wait. Visit CoveringFlorida.org. That's CoveringFlorida.org. Weather Center. Here is your WRUF weather update. Behind yesterday's cold front, we're in for below average temperatures today. Cloudy skies with some peaks and sun this afternoon. Well below average high temperatures, only getting into the mid-50s. Tonight, mostly clear skies and getting cold. Blows in the morning in the lower to mid-30s. A frost advisory is in effect for Alachua County. Farther northward along the I-10 corridor, a freeze warning is in effect. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. The, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Yeah! But I'm watching the Giants and the Patriots, and I'm thinking, you have to pay me to watch this game. And then all of a sudden, people go, hey, would you rather have Tommy De- DeVito or Mac Jones? And I go, God, I don't know if I ever thought I would get that question. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes. And you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. No radio access? Don't worry. We have you covered. Listen to Gators play-by-play anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And online at 
WRUF.com. My buddy Zach Albaverde will be here in about an hour. Talk Gator football. What's next? In the meantime, we'll open the phone lines back up. Where do you see the program heading? 3928255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Uh, Mike says, uh, first time he's been excited about Gator basketball in years. The style of play is exciting and a pleasure to watch. Hope we never go back to the walk up, walk the ball up the court, run clock score in the 50s and 60s style of play. I have to take a deep breath here. I don't care. Okay, let me ask this question. If you play an up-tempo style and you lose 90 to 88, 90 to 91, I don't know, 82, and you keep losing, you going to be okay with that? I think the answer is no. It's about winning. I get it. That's more entertaining, and it is. But I'll mention Iowa again. Do you think the people in Iowa are calling sports talk shows and complaining about their offense when they're 10 and 2? 10 and 2 and playing for a Big Ten championship? I wonder. I wonder if they're complaining about tempo. The object is to win. And I give Kirk Ferentz, he, he might be the coach of the year given how bad that offense is. And I think they lost their starting quarterback. I think the Michigan transfer was there, and they lost him. So that's part of the reason why um, you know, they're where they are. Uh, Greg says from yesterday, he's still on the mouthpiece thing. He, I guess he's still biting on the mouthpiece because he can't get over it. Um, and I didn't say, he says, wearing mouthpieces is silly. I didn't say that. that that's not what I said. I said it's not a big deal. If a player chooses to not wear a mouthpiece, fine. Then it's at his own peril. If he gets his teeth knocked out, that's on him. And he says, you think Noah would have loved to have a mouthpiece placed securely in his mouth when he got a tooth knocked out when he was playing Tennessee as a Gator? His, well, I guess he didn't choose to wear one, did he? There's my point Exactly. Right? Did he wear one after that? Let me ask that question. Williams says, I have no clue what Daryl, a previous caller, is talking about. Our corners this year have been awful. Corey's coaching corners only. Armstrong's coaching the safeties. Not sure most get that. It is often confused. Watch the tape for Kimber and Marshall. Tell me you don't think this is deserved. You take the name uh, away, it's terrible. This is business. It is business. Tom says, both coaches had a big reputation that didn't manifest on the field, no improvement in fundamental football, tackling approach angles, discipline and football IQ were worse. I think the O-line is next. Uh, Ronnie says, we've turned into South Carolina. Obviously, next year is crucial. We could show improvement and have the same number of wins due to the schedule. Offensive line, special teams, and play calling have to be addressed. I'd eliminate one of the offensive line coaches to make way for a special teams or offensive coordinator. You agree with that? You agree that Florida's turned into South Carolina? 
John says, talent doesn't keep two players with the same number from being on the punt return team after a defensive stop. Talent isn't going to teach players how to simply clock the ball at the end of a game. Talent doesn't keep you from putting a linebacker on the best wide receiver in the SEC on 4th and 17. How much is talent, the transfer portal, going to help if the coaches simply can't coach at this level? Well, I think they can coach at this level, Dallas. And I think you're a better coach with better talent. That's for sure. I know I was. Um, but time will tell. I think that's a fair statement to make that you know time will tell when it comes to that. Um, all right. We'll open the phone lines here. Got plenty of emails, but I want to get your calls as well. 392-8255. Email srussell at wruf.com. Uh, Jesse, it's interesting here. Um, he says two things. A, I think more changes on the coaching staff are needed. And B, where is Florida's most improvement needed? Whew. I'm a big line of scrimmage guy, Jesse. I think they've got to get better on both lines of scrimmage. I think that's where it all starts. You can have great skill people, but can't block, doesn't do much good. So I think that is where I would put a lot of emphasis. Uh, Clear Sound Audiology phone line, Hammer, hello. Hey, top of the afternoon to you, Steve. Hello. Got a hit on your subject of where I see the Gator football program at this time. And I thought Daryl did a great job. I love his analogy of stuck in neutral. Uh, I kind of really believe that. Um, So the question becomes, we're not at the bottom of the mountain, but we're closer to the bottom than we are at the top. So looking at the mountain next year, the mountain grows with Texas and Oklahoma coming. So what we need to do is we got to keep that top recruiting class intact, and we got to prioritize the portal. And, Steve, what you just said was a note I made. Got to get the big guys on both sides of the ball. We got whipped so bad in offensive line the last five weeks, it isn't funny. And uh, so we got to work on that. I think, I think it's fixable. I think uh, it's, if we see it, obviously the coaches see it, but they got they got to find a way to, to do it. And i got a question for you. Uh-huh. Did you watch the Auburn-Alabama game? I uh, couldn't watch all of it because I was doing the pregame show. How ironic they're honoring the Auburn team for beating Alabama the year they ran that kickoff back and what happened to them that day. is like, that's, that's amazing in 10 years. You talk about a change of scenery. <laughs> yeah, it's oh interesting. Be- yeah, because that series has had some quirky things. I mean, most that are long like that have had their share of quirky stuff, but that ranks right up there. And that, you know, as as much as that kickoff return or that that return is going to be shown, well, Alabama will show this. No question. Steve, they only rushed two guys. He had all the time. I don't think he ever made a throw again if he had to, but they only rushed two guys. you you got to put a little more heat on the quarterback. I've never, I agree with Coach Spurrier on this, I've never been one to just rush two guys. Put some pressure on the quarterback. You don't want to blitz, but you certainly want to rush enough where he's not going to have all day to throw the ball. I honestly think one more guy would have made the difference. Good. <laughs> Any of it. Appreciate it, Steve. Okay, Hammer, thank you. Eddie, welcome to the show. Hey, Steve, how are you doing this morning? Good, sir. All right, you started out the show by saying that uh, – most programs um, make these changes, coaches' uh, changes. 
I, 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 I differ a little bit. I think um, most ones that not going in the right direction make these changes. Um, I think that uh, Florida program is really um, concerning. I, I don't. I personally see it not really being any better than we were at year three with Michael Wayne or Mullins, and I'm concerned because I don't know what would change at this point to right the ship. Bill is in his third year, and I, I said this to you last week, a call. I think that programs have to make a certain commitment to the football program. You have to bring in certain coaches that's going to be attracted to these kids. You have to understand that we're in a different age now with NIL, and you have to know how to navigate it. And if you don't, I think you're going to see schools that struggle. And uh, so my comment is I don't think it's just most uh, programs. I think it's programs that's in trouble. Well, I, I think you misinterpreted what I said. I said about most programs that do it is in terms of when a season does go bad, how they make the change. In other words, my point was you don't do it piecemeal. If you're going to announce change, uh, whether the coach is fired or they leave, you don't want to have three announcements like that because that's a negative, a negative, a negative. That was the point I was trying to make. Oh, I understand that, um, and I get that. But I still would go back to the fact that the program is not really in a better place than we were in year three of, of under Michael Wayne or under Mullings. And I'm concerned how will that turn around from this point? I don't, personally speaking, I don't, I don't see it changing. Um, I, I just hope we can, you know, maintain the recruits we have and find people in the portal that's going to be willing to come in and play. So thank you for my comments, though, Steve. Okay, thank you, sir. Um, all right, 1245 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98, 1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98, 1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Good afternoon, I'm Austin Sterling. Tampa Bay Lightning will play on the road tonight against the Arizona Coyotes. The Lightning enter this game as winners of four of their last six, despite coming off a loss. Coverage starts here at 8.30. In men's college basketball, the Gators will take on Wake Forest Wednesday night in North Carolina. Florida is 4-2 and two to start the season, with both losses coming off a combined seven points. Flipping to the women's side, the Gators will face Georgia Tech on the road Wednesday. Florida is coming off a win against Columbia and is looking to stay hot. In the NBA, the Orlando Magic will face the Washington Wizards Wednesday night. The Magic are currently off to one of their best starts in franchise history, sitting at 12-5 and and will look to build on the early success. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Austin Sterling. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Buying a vehicle is a big deal. A lot of money involved. And you want to make sure your purchase is going to last you a while. And it's going to be something you like to drive. The people at Southeast Car Agency know that. And that's why they do their very best to give you the widest and best selection of vehicles possible. But there's one caveat. They don't have new ones. The Cousins family's run that business for 40-plus years, and since opening their doors, they do provide you with the best in late-model, low-mileage vehicles. Check out the variety. Check out the selection, different price points. They really want to help you make a great selection for your vehicle. 
secars.com is a place you can find out information online. When you go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue, well, you can check out the vehicles for yourself, test drive them, and consult with their sales staff who's always there to help you, but never there to try to force a sale on you. Remember, when you see them in person, you got to tell them Sports Scene sent you to Southeast Car Agency. Make your money go farther this holiday at International Diamond Center. Hey, it's Sean Kelly, voice of the Gators. This Christmas, IDC has the price relief you deserve and 0% interest financing for 48 months, four whole years. That's right. Now through December 12th, you can spread your payments over four years with zero finance charges. How about a $4,000 pair of diamond stud earrings for just $84 a month? You can even finance the sales tax. Also, take advantage of lower prices on thousands Thousands of exquisite pieces of jewelry. How about a $6,000 diamond eternity band or pendant and pay just $125 a month? Zero interest. Ask about special offers on luxury pre-owned Rolex watches too. Make it a Christmas to remember with something special, something timeless, and something meaningful. Get fantastic savings and four years zero interest financing now through December 12th. International Diamond Center. Get more info now at shopidc.com on approved credit. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing and always need to stick your fingers to test your blood sugar. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with the continuous glucose monitor. Apply a discrete sensor on your body and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger sticks. If you are living with type 1 or type 2 diabetes and you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, you might be eligible for a CGM through your insurance benefits. U.S. Med partners with over 500 private insurance companies and Medicare. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill your insurance. Call us today for a free benefits check. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. The holidays are here, and Miapa has your meal ready. Order a holiday dinner from Miapa for your family gathering, holiday party, or if you're just tired from decking the halls and shopping at malls. Miapa's got your entire meal covered, from the roasted turkey or pernil ham to your favorite Miapa sides, like rice and beans, Cuban bread, and of course, sweet plantains, all starting at $99.99. With Miapa's holiday meal, you'll be more stuffed than a stocking hung with care. Don't let cooking get in the way of a great meal. Get your holiday dinner at MiapaLatinCafe.com today. The Mary Wise Show, Monday evenings at 6, right here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Gators head men's basketball coach Todd Golden, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. I've been waiting to do this. I'm going to spring it on you 
at the start of the next hour. Previous caller just talked about year three under Billy Napier and what year three was under Dan Mullen. And he said they were kind of the same. I hope I didn't misunderstand, but I thought that's what I heard. With all due respect, not even close. Not even close. Okay? Remember, Jim McElwain's last year, the Gators were four and seven. Mullen finished ten and three his first year. Then they were eleven and two. After two years, Mullen was twenty one and five. Twenty one and five. Just saying. Mike, hello. Yeah, that is a big difference, isn't it? Then it all fell apart. Uh, Steve, the way I look at overall programs, the football team's the engine of everything. And if that engine goes down, eventually everything else will go down. We've got a few coaches that are near retirement age. I hope they don't. But if that happens, is Strickland the guy you want hiring in new coaches? And after three years at program, one of his main job is to maintain the football program. Make sure you make great hires. Make sure things aren't getting laxed. Make sure, you know, you're an overseer. And I don't think anybody could say that Strickland's done a good job overseeing the football program. Uh, it's just, it, so to me, you need a leadership, a change of leadership at the top. You need to bring somebody here from a winning program that knows about championships and somebody that's going to really watch out the football program, make sure it doesn't slip, knows how to build it back up. Because Strickland, to me, has failed. There's no reason Gator should have three straight losing seasons. And I think he, he let Mullen fall down and didn't monitor that. So to me, that, that's what got to change first. The second thing is we need new strength and conditioning coach. Except for Florida State game, which was I thought was great. Finally, a full game of effort from the defense. Where has that been for years? Uh, players play the way they're coached. And... Uh, uh, the, the, the fitness level, the, the toughness of it, that's got to be improved. Uh, and I think if he goes out and hires coaches, Steve, he needs to go out like Spurrier did and hire the best coach available, not his friends. Uh, you want somebody that's, that's, that's the best that you can get. And you know, this hiring your friends stuff, may, you might feel more comfortable and you might go drink a beer with them, but it doesn't lead to championships. Spurrier went on and got Bobby Stoops from Oklahoma. That's the kind of stuff that he needs to do. So, anyway, uh, it's it's sad where the football program is. I'm not for firing Napier. Uh, I hope he holds on this recruiting class. But there's got to be a lot of changes. The clock management, all, there's just a lot of things that just aren't right uh, after two years. So, uh, anyway, that's my two cents, Steve. Okay, Mike, thank you. Uh, Rob, hello. Yeah, um <clears throat> I agree with Mike on one thing. That's that's fourth quarter conditioning. Um, they didn't seem to be be um, down the stretches when you when you when your conditioning pays off. Um, did you see any of? Um, I mean, strength and conditioning. Do you agree? I, I'm not quite sure what you mean there. I'm saying, do you think our team was strong? Strong. Um, conditioned well, and and the athletic trainer, you know, in the weight room. If you judge it by what I see on the lines of scrimmage, if that's yeah. what the 
if that's what the measuring stick is, I think there needs to be improvement. Yeah. I mean, yesterday on the tailgate, uh, you know, Cardozo put up a good stat about yardage. And we, we have five, we got 4,000 some yards, but it was five yards less than Alabama. And he, he put it in the aspect where obviously if you've got that many yards, you're not executing on the field. And um, to me, it goes to coaching and all that. But this team was basically shot themselves in the foot. Um, three or four wins that we could have had where we took the victory out of the jaws of defeat. In other words, we, we just caved at the end. And, you know, you learn from those that as, as a young team, you learn you come back stronger. And, you know, even though Billy Napier is going to take a lot of heat, he, he, you got we can't sit up here and have an unstable amount of coaches. He has to turn it. He knows next year if he doesn't have a winning season and we don't see progress, then basically, okay, turn it in. But we can't, we can't sustain giving, playing, paying coaches a fortune for, for failure and then getting more coaches and paying them a fortune. We have to sustain Billy and hopefully he will get a, a defensive coordinator the likes of somebody that we had here a while ago or somebody that is a great defensive mind and maybe even get some help on the offensive side. Get an old Miss playbook or something, Steve. But let, let's go. Have a good one, Steve. Thank you, Rob. I'm going to say something here that's going to make me very unpopular. You're not going to like me, okay? I'm going to go back to Dan Mullen. I sat here when a lot of this fan base wanted him run out of this town on a rail. And I get it. And I understand the way it quickly unraveled. But first it was Todd Grantham, remember? Well, I guess it wasn't Todd Grantham. Because the defense has been bad without Todd Grantham. So was he part of it? Yes, was he everything with it? No. I told you what Mullen was in his first two years. And I'm not saying that Dan Mullen was great or what, but I'll say this. Remember in 2021, Florida at one point was 3-1 and one and ranked in the top 10. Think of that. Go back to 2021, two seasons ago, right? Three seasons ago now. And they were ranked in the top 10. Now, you can make the case that because of what Mullen did, this is why Billy Napier is where he is. Didn't recruit well, you know, blah, blah, blah. His first recruiting class was in the top 10. It isn't like he recruited at number 48. You can make a case that he was fired prematurely. But it's easy to do that now. Look back in hindsight and say, eh, maybe we should have pulled it. We shouldn't have. And I get that. But just would you be better off now with him? I don't know. I don't know. 
We, it doesn't matter because he's not here, and it, but you get where I'm going with that, okay? Mullen's decline was steep and rapid, and there was no patience to try to make that work with a guy who was a proven head coach. Hour two coming up, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Dave Ray's Automotive, we get the bugs out of your car. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. At the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, there's always excitement around football, family, and the first hint of the fall season. Family owned and operated since 1975, the Wood Stove is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric stoves and fireplaces. Visit our showroom today to see our large selection of contemporary and traditional styles. Give your fireplace a facelift with our custom glass doors, screens, tool sets, and more. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, downtown Gainesville. Or visit woodstoveflorida.com. Radiant Credit Union wants to remind you that you can get some extra jingle in your pocket by earning double dimes when you shop this holiday season. So every time we say jingle, we're going to drop in a... Just use your Radiant Visa credit card for purchases to jingle all the way through December 31st to earn. Visit RadiantCU.org slash jingle and get double dimes rolling your way. Man, this was fun. Jingle! Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM WRUF. Welcome into Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Tuesday. Daniel is our producer today. Uh, hope you enjoyed Max Chadwick, Pro Football Focus, here in the first hour. Uh, my bud, Zach Albaverdi. Uh, is going to be here at the bottom of the 1 o'clock hour to talk more about uh, Gator football. In the meantime, my question to you today is, what do you see for the future for Gator football? 392-8255, email srussell at wruf.com. Rick says, I see a head coaching change. Was thrilled when Napier was hired 
but I've been extremely disappointed since. In my mind, he's simply not a great coach and not the guy that had our program. I've heard Shane talk about Kerwin Bell as a coach and an offensive mind. Do you see a chance in hell Florida would ever consider him? No. And not because Florida would consider him. Just knowing Kerwin, he tried working under somebody before, and it didn't work out, and he doesn't want that. He he wants to be his own guy. Now, if if Coach Napier would sort of let him do his own thing, you know, is there maybe a shot? But I think that would be kind of – that would be the only way. Mark says, I do think there are probably quite a few fans calling local sports shows in Iowa City and justifiably complaining about their horrid offense. If I was a Hawkeye football fan – I've been making the case if we just had an average to slightly above average offense, then we could maybe hang with Michigan with a chance to win late in the game. But instead, they're more likely going to lose by double digits and look back on a historically good defense and say, what if? Okay. Glass half full, glass half empty. I'm a results guy. Okay? I don't give a damn how I got there. I, I what? But yes, I mean, you could always say, what if? Right? But... And, I mean, I'm not saying if you're an Iowa fan that you don't say, to your point, Mark, what if. But the bottom line is, if you just said to them before the season started, we're going to be in the Big Ten championship game, would you take it? I think most people would. Tim, hello. Hey, Steve. Uh, Still a little hoarse, almost done losing my voice. But uh, in terms of the state of the program and what's next and and where we're heading, uh, this is going to not sound good. Nothing good. Um, to be honest with you, I feel like we've lost a lot of the advantages that we had. Um, academically, UF was always considered a high, you know, there was a high potential earning value if you came here and got your degree. Yet now with NIL, I don't know that recruits care about that like maybe they did 10, 15, 20 years ago. So that takes that away. We've now introduced two more mega teams into the SEC which, in all honesty, are bigger than us and are going to drive us further down in the pack. Um, so we, we've lost the advantages that we had of, hey, we're the SEC school in Florida. We're the best academic school. You, even if it doesn't pan out for you, you're going to have a good degree and you can go make some decent money. Well, the kids aren't interested in that now. They want their money up front. And so as a result of years of, I, I guess, pandering to, to a certain – you know, we, we, there, was a, there was a period 10 years ago or so where attendance from the student side really, really dropped. And it was really bad, and there was talk about what are we going to do? Are we going to open up those tickets? We're going to give those tickets, you know, available to boosters and all that kind of thing. And I think what we're seeing now is the end result of the lack of them being involved and those, poten- those potential boosters and donors not being invested and not being interested in the program. And so we've now got ourselves where we have to try to compete with oil money out of Texas and Oklahoma, which we're not going to be able to do. We just flat out can't do it. So unfortunately, I think we're going back. I think we're in a worse position, honestly, than we've ever been in. When we were bad before Spurrier, we were the sleeping giant. It was the potential was always in there. Well, right now, it's really hard to point to anything other than, and the one thing that I lean on is, we still have one of the best stadiums in the country. Our fans are still very passionate. We had a horrible team, and we still averaged the fifth highest attendance in program history. Yet we still have an athletic director who wants to alter the stadium and remove ten to 15,000 seats. 
So we're continuing to take away our advantages, and I don't see any way that that's going to change. Okay. And that kind of sucks, but that's just the way I see it. No, appreciate your call, Tim. Thank you. Hi, Don. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey, Steve. How you doing? Good, sir. Hey, Steve. Uh, the guy, the the uh, the uh, guy in them coach at Michigan. Uh, do you think he's gonna get a chance to uh, be a head coach? And do you think that there would be any African American coaches hired uh, in the near future in college football? Thank you. Okay, thank you, Don. Uh, he has apparently become a hot coaching commodity. But I think there's more to it than just becoming a head coach. I think part of it is, if, and I'm only speaking for what, how I would think about it, okay? I was told by several assistant coaches who were here that later went on to become a head coach. And I said, and some were successful and some weren't. And I would always ask, well, what was your decision? And it ended up being, where can I, where do I think I can be successful? It's one thing to become the head coach at School X. Great. But if you don't think you're going to be successful there, then that's not going to really help you. So the idea, I think, is to become, is, is to get a place where you, hope you're going to be successful and I don't know I can't answer the question about African-American coaches being hired I just don't know um, but I would certainly hope that color would have no effect on you know who gets hired where I think the bottom line is can you coach I would hope that would be the case uh, Rick hello Yes, this is Scrap the Garbage Rick. Just want to say, I don't know what half these people are talking about. We've got a losing program. The record says that everybody can pick this thing apart or that thing apart. Yeah, there's value to all these comments, but the problem is it's about hitting the right combinations. I used to go to Vegas about once a year, and I stayed five days, but I found there was about a 30-minute period, 45-minute period. I couldn't be beat. The rest of the time, you lose. That's how they built that place. That's the way it is in football. We've just got to hit the right combination, and we're going to hit the combination by making change when it isn't working. It's not working. Change needs to be made, and eventually the dice will come up other than snake eyes. Right now we're rolling snake eyes. Uh, let's use your Vegas analogy here, okay? How much time mm -hmm. did you give it for it to change? Well, I spent five days straight, and during that period of time, I would hit streaks of 30 to 45 minutes one time during that whole five-day stretch. So if you could stretch that and put that into years, you know, about that would have meant probably once every 20 or 30 years I hit the right combination. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks for your call. Appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Bernard, hello. Hey, Steve, I didn't get the memo I was supposed to apply. I'm listening again depressed. I, I, I will Florida. I, I, I don't, I know it's not looking right now, Steve, but I prefer the, the, I guess I'm from Walt Disney World. I go on the message board. I'm a sunshine pomper. Uh, some guy called and said that Napier was lame duck. I don't agree with that. 
I'm hoping that uh, these changes, I mean, in the end, Steve, what I've learned as an adult, that we stay in a, the world, and this it's based on production, the results. It's a bottom line industry, and uh, I hate to see people getting fired. Corey Raymond came in with a big-time reputation, but the the productivity was not there. And, you know, people call them, we won't change, and then when change is made, they have a problem. I mean, you, you know, and the players on social media, Steve, if you love the guy so much, then then raise your level of play so your court doesn't have to get fired. I just, you know, it, it, I'm always right with the Florida Gators. I don't think the programs is in the dump, Steve. And I, 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 we should, we can compete with Oklahoma, and, and it's just like man, we on the beach, the 90 pound weekly getting. I, I just, I don't. I don't subscribe to that theory, Steve. Steve, you have a great day, okay? Bernard, thank you. Uh, Keith in Charlotte, back to my point about Iowa, he says he's sure there are many Iowa fans who are concerned about their lack of offense. Yes. I, that, that, and that's the, the word you chose, Keith, concerned. Yes. Totally agree. He says even though they're winning, the problem still exists, needs to be fixed. Agreed. I wonder if their radio show host dismissed their concerns because you won the game. In the short term, the answer is yes. That's the bottom line. Let me ask a question. Would you rather be where Iowa is right now or where Florida is? Let me ask that question. Answer it honestly. Would you rather right now be in a position where, with a putrid offense, you're playing in a conference championship game or you're sitting here with seven losses? Results. That's what counts. Okay? But... Does it have to be fixed and addressed? Of course it does. Um, all right. And he says, Corey Raymond has a record of successfully recruiting and coaching high-level defensive backs. Can you speak to the track records of our O-line coaches? No, I can't. Not because I don't know how many guys they've coached that are, you know, obviously they were hired because the thought process was that, you know, they could do that job. But I don't know, Keith, the specifics of that haven't gone into the weeds or that. He says, we're South Carolina. We can recover. Billy must have two more years. Just have to suffer through next season with eyes towards 2025. 113, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Victoria Alves. On the ice, the Tampa Bay Lightning will travel to Tempe to take on the Arizona Coyotes. Tampa will look to bounce back after a tough 4-1 loss to the Colorado Avalanche last night. Live coverage starts here at 8.30. Tonight in the NBA, the Miami Heat are hoping to get back on track at the Kaseya Center against the Milwaukee Bucks. The Heat lost two straight games against the New York Knicks and Brooklyn Nets. On the other hand, the Bucks have won seven of their last eight games. Tip-off is set for 7.30. In Gator sports, basketball action will continue on Wednesday night with the women's team facing Georgia Tech at 5 p.m. And then the men's will take on Wake Forest at 7.15. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Victoria Alves. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Friends, I have news for Florida health care workers and their families. I'm talking directly to you. Remember... FICARE Federal Credit Union is a place that you should be doing your banking, the same place I've been doing my banking for over 30 years. 
Does your current checking account pay you? Well, FICARE will pay 5% with no monthly fees that helps you save money. Now, again, there's other ways they do great things for you as well. But with over 30 years of banking there, I can tell you they're great people. They'll help you with all of your banking needs. You can try their fixed-rate Visa card, an unsecured loan or home equity loan, and use their concierge auto-buying service, and FICARE lowers your rate by a quarter percent. And you can buy a green vehicle and even save more. Go to FICAREFCU.org to find out more. FICAREFCU.org. The head ball coach scores again. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager, is now available everywhere at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Smooth and refreshing with just enough of a crisp finish. Also available at most places you buy beer. If you don't see it, ask for it. A beer made by Gators for Gators. Make a great play and enjoy a cold one today. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager. Please drink responsibly. Here's another remarkable success story from QC Kinetics. This one from Chad, who hurt his knee at the gym one day, and it just kept on hurting for months. From my high school football and wrestling days, I already had a little bit of damage in there, but this just sent it over the edge. Chad tried traditional treatments with no improvement. When he turned to the non-surgical regenerative treatments at QC Kinetics. It was really fascinating how they did their work, and the science behind it was very intriguing, and it works. Extracting the cure out of my own body blew my mind. It's like I'm brand new again. It was fantastic. That's because the QC Kinetics natural biologic treatments use your body's own healing power to restore damaged tissue in your hips, shoulders, back, and knees, providing long-lasting relief. Now I'm back at the gym. I'm 100% feeling great. If you're tired of suffering with pain from arthritis or injury, call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. Of course I use Mr. Clean Magic Eraser to clean tough messes off my stovetop and bathtub. But then I discovered I can also use it to easily clean my patio furniture and even my shoes. I'm hooked. And when wipes won't cut it, I use Magic Eraser Sheets. They're thin and flexible erasers, perfect for everyday messes, like gunk on my counters and sinks. They really are magical. The reviews are in. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser and Sheets make cleaning look easy. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for that challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of general tires. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will be shipped fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for that challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of general tires. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will be shipped fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Pass, set, kill. We are your hall for Gator women's volleyball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators.
Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM at 8.50 AM, WRUF. Peyton says he sees Florida having four to five losses next year. Georgia, FSU, Ole Miss, and Kentucky swing games, A&M, Tennessee, and Missouri. Worst case, another seven-loss season. Um, Bob in Atlanta, the Gator defense held the semis to 224 yards total offense. Was the defense really the problem? Yes. You, you, you held Florida State with a backup quarterback. I, I promise you if Jordan Travis had been quarterbacking, that figure would be higher. And I would dare say much higher. Uh, so, yes, I, I do think that's an anomaly in what you saw. James, hello. Hi, Steve. Yeah, I mean, from what I've seen this year and last year, it's hard to count more than four wins the next season's schedule unless we, we win the portal lottery. Um, and honestly, you know, look at <laughs> – and those four wins, one of them is, is UCF. I mean, they're going to a bowl game this year out of the Big 12. So – um, if we're if we got a barometer against UCF as a program, I think we're in trouble. But but I think the thing that changes now is the portal, right? And and Missouri and Florida State show you what you can do in turning around a program in one year. And it's not totally because of the portal. The the other people that they recruited had time to develop. And again, look at look what the hiring of an offensive coordinator did, at least for one year, for Missouri. So right. that and, and and with UCF, they're six and six. Yeah, but still, I mean, I mean, it isn't like they're you know ten and two. Yeah, but no, I get the no, point. I know, I know, but but that but that's that's a game that people are counting as a win. You know? Oh no, I don't think you can. I don't think <laughs> at least right now today that may change after we see what the roster is. But right now, no, right. you can't. That's what I, I mean, if you look at the schedule, I think if people that are saying four wins, they're counting UCF as one of those. Yep, I got you. Yeah. Uh, Shane, you and Shane uh, yesterday were talking a little bit about talent acquisition, and Shane was saying, you know, he would like to see uh, renovations to the stadium put on hold to be able to, you know, fund NIL. Aren't those two different they are. pots of money? Okay, all right. Yeah, I, I, I mean, and... I guess the big question is, even if they were the same pot of money, why would you have to choose one or the other? I mean, if the program's running smooth, you shouldn't have to choose one over the other. Well, I think that you just hit the nail on the head, though, James. I think it's because of that, right? I think some fans see that, okay, you're going to renovate a stadium that, I, that you don't hear, at least on shows like this, a lot of people complain about. So why are you sinking all that money into something we don't want or need instead of going and spending that money on other things? Yeah, and I would say that you know the people that don't complain about it, I just wonder how many other SEC venues they've gone to. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, mean, I mean, I went to Tuscaloosa 10 years ago, and it was nicer 10 years ago than the swamp is today. So I don't know. Appreciate the show, Steve. Okay, thank you. I, I think, though, and maybe we'll do this tomorrow because we're getting to that point now since Florida's not in the bowl game and all of that. We'll talk about the stadium because, look, there, every iconic ballpark, Fenway, Yankee Stadium, right, 
has been renovated. It's been renovated. There comes a time when grand old ballparks, grand old stadiums need to be renovated. Now, we can debate whether or not this is the right time to do that, but I'm a big history guy, okay? They either get renovated or torn down. I don't think you want to tear down the swamp. So, just saying. Tony, hello. Hey, what's up, Steve? Hey. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, money is fungible, you know? Like, it's still the University of Florida's money. Either you're using it for the stadium or you're using it to pay football players, you know? Um, don't give me this. Well, this money's only going to be used for this. And, you know, no, money's fungible, okay? And it's still the University of Florida. So, I am with Shane. That is a tough sell at this time when the football stadium is in the – I mean, when the football team is in the state that it's in. It's just a tough sell, man, to renovate the stadium at this time, Steve. Um, Steve but, but let me let me stop you. Let me stop you here, Tony. Go ahead. If, if I'm wrong in this, somebody can certainly tell me, right? But I don't think the money is in the same pot. That's what Florida Victorious is for, Right? You can donate money and and donate money to the boosters, and it can be used for you know renovation, new new stadium, whatever. But I don't think that's the same pot of money we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, but it's still the, in my opinion, it's still the same money going to the University of Florida, and they can use it for whatever they want. But they money can't. That's the whole point. They're not allowed to do that. Eh, I don't buy it. I hear you. I don't buy it. Steve, um, you asked about Iowa. Steve, we were Iowa with McIlwain. We were going to the SEC championship game with no chance of winning it. So we were there. Would you rather and, be uh, there now? You know what? What is the ultimate goal then? That's, that's when you have to ask yourself, right? When you have fans calling your show complaining about the offense and complaining about this, I think these are fans that they just care about winning a championship. So they see that the way the current state of the offense or the way the current state of the defense, there's no chance to win a championship. So Iowa has no chance of winning a championship. They're going to get blown out in that game. I don't think okay? they are, much but less, okay. Well, I, I, I think their defense uh, will keep them in it is my point, but I, I don't think they're going to win it. But let well, me tell you something. But, you at least have a chance. Do you think Alabama had a chance to beat Auburn the other day? What happened? Oh, yeah, of course. What happened? No, when, when Milrow threw that pass, they had like a point one percent chance of winning that game. They did. All right. All right. When you're there, you got a chance. If you're five and seven, you have zero chance. Zero. Zero chance. Yeah, I, I hear you. But the ultimate goal is to win the championship, obviously. Um, Steve, I agree totally with what your caller Mike said earlier about Strickland. You know, I'm shocked. That guy's got to have pictures on somebody. I'm shocked he still has a job. Has any one of his hires even sniffed an SEC championship, much less a national championship? I don't think so, right? Not even one has even sniffed anything. Um, add to that, he's got a couple scandals on his rap sheet already. I mean, football is a disaster. I don't know how the dude's got a job still. I don't know how he keeps his job right now. And uh, I'm with Mike 100% of your listening, buddy. It starts at the top. It starts with Strickland. And he increased my baseball ticket to 100% too. So 
So I want him out of there. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> All right, Tony. Thank you. Uh, Boyd, hello. Hey, I don't, I don't know how to follow that call. Um, i got to make a comment about it, though, but rem- chemistry is what I want to ask you about in general. Um, you know, I, I was listening to the show a while ago, and listen to you talk to different people. And uh, first off, I commend you. I don't know why you're not in a sane asylum after what you have to go through each week. But it um, it, it feels like going to marriage counseling when, you're, when your marriage is already in the toilet, you know? You go, we're going to improve this, we're going to do that, we need to talk about this, we're going to fire this coach. I think probably, I know when Florida State was going through it, I never saw any light at the end of the tunnel. Even last year, I didn't see light at the end of the tunnel. So I, I think you're going to have to put up with it for a long, long time until the light's just there, and you've done it and you've turned it around. But my gosh, it, it just looks so bleak looking at it right now. Anyway, what I wanted to ask you is team chemistry. So you've coached a lot. In in my work experience, I'm a retired police officer. Either like a group has it or they don't have it, and I never could put my finger on what made it happen. Can you help chemistry along? Can you promote chemistry as a coach? Sure. Not to say Florida didn't have good chemistry. I'm just asking you in general. Yeah. Let, let, let me let me say this, and I don't. I think this has been overlooked because now more than ever, Butch, in my opinion. It's all about winning, period, right? Florida went 5-7, and seven, and that's not acceptable to just about anybody. But what's lost here is that Florida did play hard down the stretch. They didn't quit. So that tells me that the players have bought in to the coaches. They don't always agree. But at least, I mean, they, they, they could have gone out against Florida State and laid an egg. They could have gone against Missouri, certainly, and laid an egg. They didn't. But the bottom line is you got to win. If you lose and you go 5-7 and seven, and you go 5-7 and seven again, you're going to get fired. I don't care how hard you play. Bottom line business. Yeah, I mean, I think, and again, you know, I know you with the NIL and all, everything can change. I pulled up Florida's roster last, or schedule last night for next year. On paper, it's going. He's going to be hard pressed to do much better than he did this year. I mean, just based off the schedule. I think. Well, I, I wonder what Florida State thought going into this year. I agree, but you know, I mean, sometimes like you take, when you bring in all players, it's kind of the, what the chemistry thing is. Florida State's players came; everything just seemed to gel. Because I mean, they I had more talent, I Butch. Like before didn't mean I couldn't work with them, but they had more talent. When you bring in yeah, Jared, know, but they, when they brought those people in, it just seemed like those people all got on the same page. Well, that's it like part it of it. Zero to good. That's part so. of it. But again, look at Norvell's record before this year. Look at Eli Drinkwitz's record before this year. Okay, it wasn't very good. Talent helps. I, agree, yeah. I, I yeah. look. Well, I'm, I, I'm I'm a better play caller with talent on offense than I, than I am if they have no talent on offense. Yeah. Talent wins you games. All right, man. Okay, thank you. Appreciate you, Butch. One thirty. Time check brought to you by Hayes Chili, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. 
Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warranted work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. Florida is kayaking country. Kayaks are a great vessel for exploring the state's beautiful waterways. But it's important to be prepared for the journey, regardless of your experience level. Get your boater education and learn about you and your craft's abilities. It'll help you have a safer, more enjoyable time on the water. Before you go, know your limits and always wear your life jacket. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. The Kira Grace Foundation presents An Evening with Tim Tebow. Make your plans now to be part of this special event on Thursday, November 30th at the prestigious Bill Heavener Football Training Center in Touchdown Terrace. Help combat pediatric cancer in Latin America and enjoy drinks, hors d'oeuvres, and dinner with Tim Tebow. The two-time national champion and Heisman winner is famous for helping kids, and now you can help. That's Thursday, November 30th. Get your tickets at kiragracefoundation.org. That's kiragracefoundation.org. Spilled your drink? Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up spills quicker. And each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less than the leading ordinary brand. So, you can get back to your night. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. Hey folks, Steve Russell to tell you the famous Mushroom Swiss Burgers back at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries for the holidays. And how about Dick Mondell's gift cards for your family and friends? The perfect gift for everybody on your list. Dick Mondell, Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street. Find them on Facebook and Instagram, Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Behind yesterday's cold front, we're in for below average temperatures today. Cloudy skies with some peaks of sun this afternoon. Well below average high temperatures, only getting into the mid-50s. Tonight, mostly clear skies and getting cold. Lows in the morning in the lower to mid-30s. The frost advisory is in effect for Alachua County. Farther northward along the I-10 corridor, a freeze warning is in effect. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Kevin Kugler here from Westwood One. Hall of Famer Tony Vaselli and I will have the call on Thursday night football this week. And it's a big NFC matchup with Geno Smith and the Seahawks flying south to face Dallas. Dak Prescott and the 8-3 Cowboys have won three straight and have not lost at home since early last season. Can Seattle break those streaks? Join us to find out on Thursday night football. Coverage starts Thursday night at 8 right here on WRUF. Talk with head football coach Billy Napier and the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly. Thursday nights at 7, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. Welcome back to Sports Scene. Um... I have a guest in studio, Zach Albaverde. I'm going to let him introduce himself, but I think you all know what he does with his work on Gators Online. Um, Zach, one of the things we're talking about today here 
as I just said, you know, where do you see the future of this Gator program? And as you can imagine, most of this has not been positive. Uh, the, the Scott Strickland's been brought up in this as well. So let's take a couple of calls, and then I'm going to ask you some things here. D, right. you're up. How you doing, D? Let's do it. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. Uh, you know, Steve, you asked the question of, I, I think the program's in trouble, Steve, because I, I just go back to, I remember, you know, Mullins last year and when people thought, you know, he may, may survive or obviously didn't. But the question is, what was he going to do to kind of save his job, you know, get better coaches, get better recruiters? But, you know, how are you going to do that knowing you were probably going to be on the hot seat? Uh, who, who's going to come down here for a potential one-year gig? And that's that's how I see it with Napier, man. I mean, you with that schedule we have next year with the recruiting class getting poached and still getting poached, trying to keep your own players. I mean, how are you going to get better coaches? How are you going to do that when we know in May and June when these lists come out, he's going to be the number one coach on the hot seat and coaches are going to use all this against him. I just, I just don't see it right now. Well, that's going to be a key, right? I think, and Zach, you can help me here. I think the mantra that we're hearing in the recruiting class, the pitch is, you're going to be the ones to, to bring Florida back. You're yeah. going to be the ones to bring Florida back to prominence. And that They feel that way, too. Yeah. So as long as they feel that way, then you're probably inclined to keep them because they see what yeah. the product is. They, yeah. they know what the issue is. So I think that's the hope. And it doesn't. Yeah, it, it, it definitely helps that they keep playing so many freshmen um, and showing that they are willing to do that. Right, but if you go, let's see, you go six, six, six wins next year. How can you keep selling that? You can't. Uh, to recruit, you can't. You can't because you can't. eventually you have to, you have to turn it around. Agreed. You have to show results. Yep. They have to get more. They have to improve the win total next season. Yeah. As hard as the yep. schedule is. Yeah, I agree with that. All right. Good. Good job. Thank you, fellas. Appreciate good. you, D. Thank you. And, and that's been, I think, the big bunch of emails. My gosh. <laughs> um, Let's see. Here. Easy to do the show on days like this, Steve. Yeah. You know, I mentioned this. I want to get your thoughts. As much as people are complaining here, I mentioned Iowa. I'm a results guy. Uh-huh. Okay. Their offense is ghastly. <laughs> okay. Record setting ghastly. Yeah. And I they may get blown out by Michigan. Yeah. But they have a chance. Their defense. They're playing yep. for a conference championship, and so I kind of said, "Well, w- would you would you rather be in this situation, or even though Michigan's offense is so bad, they're ten and two? Yeah, would you rather be ten and two or five and seven? Yeah, I and we we all know the adage: defense wins championships, and uh, it's not. That's why they're not winning anything right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to Bob here. Hi, Bob. Hey, how you guys doing? Good, good. So. You know, you kind of – I've actually said it a few times where you go back to walking out of the Alabama game a few years ago, you felt like, you know, hey, we're on the right track. I don't – and I don't know recruiting well, but you, people have called and talked about when you look at composite rosters that Florida is like the only team in the top 30 that's not going to a bowl game. So I'm kind of curious from a talent perspective. Steve, you're the coach – or you, me and you have picks, and you get to pick first. Okay. Are you taking Missouri's roster if we're playing? Or are you taking Florida's? 
I have to give you an incomplete because I don't know Missouri's sure. roster, right? Now, I do know their first 22 pretty damn are pretty good. damn good, right? But what's behind that, you know, I don't know. And here's, you know, FSU's going to have some of this problem, too. If you build – now, they have a pretty good recruiting class, I yeah. think, right, Zach, yeah, coming they do. in, they do. right? So they're, they're trying to balance that. But in the short term, especially FSU – built its success on transfer portal, right? The key now is can they sort of balance it? And I think to the caller's point, I think the answer he's getting at is you should never be able to say Missouri, that you would take Missouri. Yes, Uh, right. I hear you. But that's that's where we're at. Yep. The other point I want to make real quick, too, I I know there's some you can point to some. I mean, Norvell is an example of kind of got through a storm. I, I don't know that. If you put a get to a bowl game next year as an expectation, I don't know if that's realistic. You have to look beyond next year, and it's not easy to look the fans in the face and and because that's in the reality what we have to do. We kind of got to suck it up right now, give them a chance, give them a little extra time in the face of probably like a cat three hurricane, maybe even a four. I don't know how you I don't know how you think you're not going to be we're not going to be five and seven again at best, and. It's like the other the other thing is if there was like a hot if there was a guy out there that was a that was an obvious fit because there's really not I mean who would you hire if there was an obvious hire I think that would change things too I don't know if if Strickland gave us his three that's in his pocket because he should have a few ideas right just in case Napier left on his own who who do you go to and I think that matters too there's not like somebody that's like an obvious choice um so we just, I think we just got to suck it up for another year. All right. Bob, thank you. Appreciate your call. Uh, Adrian's got a question for you. I think he means this in recruiting. Okay. Uh, Zach, you said the Gators had to win seven to hold the class together. They've already lost four. I guess he means in the class. Uh, over, under, three and a half. How many more do they lose before signing day? Ooh. I mean, before yesterday, I would have said under. Um Maybe they go over, but not by much. I, I, I don't. I, I, I think some of the guys that they were going to lose from Corey Raymond, they have already lost uh, the Mac. Uh, maybe they lose Xavier Philsme, which would be detrimental. Five star safety out of Texas. Um, but if they keep him, and you know they might lose Amaris Williams, but if they flip Evans from A uh, and M, then that that makes up for that. So we'll see. I, there should not be a mass exodus, though, and if there is, that's going to be a real concern. Oh, that'll be problem. Alan, hello. Good afternoon. Uh, Zach, I'm curious, um, uh, y- you know, listening to Billy at weekly press conferences and so forth, and, you know, generally you and the other um, media members uh, typically only get maybe one question a, a week, so to sure. speak. Um, over the course of the season, I, I'm curious with the the staff that you know he has on board. I, my, my assumption is there's a there's a communication staff as well that maybe you guys uh, get to talk to more than just the coach. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, but my real my real question is, um, you know, do you do you and other media members get an opportunity to convey questions? that you know frustrated fans have and so forth that maybe it's not appropriate or you just 
it's not the right time or place to necessarily ask it in the press conference. But is there some venue where? Yeah, to the yeah um, we we get them off know, to off to the side after a presser. You know, you could pull pull them and, and get five minutes with them if you've got a something to clarify or, or just need a, a quote for a story, and and he'll make himself available. But I I think Alan, the, the specific question is, do you ask the tough questions? Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, and, it, that, that's part of it. And I think part of it. sometimes it, they are. Um, I mean, I'll give you an example. I mean, everybody wanted to know what was happening with Kamari Wilson earlier in the year. That was not a question that we really wanted to ask in a press conference setting. Uh, yep. And But one of the reporters did it to the side and kind of got the 411 on, on where that situation was and kind of got to put it to bed. Um, so there – but yes, to your point, there there are times where we can't just go out there and ask what the fans want us to ask, um, or maybe as bluntly as they're saying it. Okay, sure. I mean, it, 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 like I say, it's not not necessarily appropriate. You know, we're not trying to, and even us that are frustrated, we're we're not trying to embarrass Billy. But but it's like sometimes there's a sense that he's operating in an echo chamber, and maybe is not getting the full sense of the frustration by the fan. I mean, to me, it goes to like the questions about, you know, well, what do you think about special teams? And he's like, well, can you be more specific? What, what are you talking about? You know, you know, he's had a handful of those situations yes, where it's like, like coach, you, you, you can't be that oblivious to the criticism that, that is being pointed at you and the program. Um, somehow or another, you've got to, you know, address that in a what most people would deem an honest and um, straightforward manner, recognizing what is obvious to the average fan. Alan, before I you let know? you go, I, I also think, and I think Zach would agree with this, the way that you just worded that, I, I wouldn't want to answer it as a coach either. Okay, coach, what about special teams? Well, that can be – you can go down 50 streets with mm-hmm. that question. If, if you ask him, Coach, you've had real difficulty on special teams, what specifically is it that's causing problems with your special teams, especially in the return game? Sure, sure. Well, now he's got to answer that. Yeah. That's a specific question he's being asked. And if he, if he skirts it – Then well, you know he's Then you know, yeah. yes. Okay, thank you for your call, Alan. Sometimes – it's the it's the question that gets asked for sure for sure and I, I think too there there there's been some times this year where um, I think fans and even some reporters have been frustrated by Billy's of response of well what specifically you're talking about or, or, or what do you mean or can you can you give me an example I don't think that every time that he does that that he's trying to put the reporter on blast or or see if he really knows what he's talking about I think he generally wants to know. What is it exactly that we're talking about? Now, when a reporter asks, Coach, you had another play this Saturday where you only had 10 guys on special teams. How does that keep happening? And he says, which play are you talking about? Now, that's his, there's more than one. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. So there's been some of that. Yep. I agreed. 146 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. Zach here for another segment. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Good afternoon, I'm Victoria Alves, 
In the NHL, the Tampa Bay Lightning will be looking for a quick turnaround after falling 4-1 to the Colorado Avalanche last night. Tonight, they'll travel to Arizona to take on the Coyotes. Catch Puck Drop Live coverage here at 8.30. Next up, we have some boys' high school basketball action with matches including Lafayette versus Ocault, Cedar Key takes on St. Francis, and Redeemer Christian faces Countryside Christian. Also on the court, the Gator men's ba- women and men's basketball team will travel for the ACC and SEC Challenge games on Wednesday night. The women are set to take on Georgia Tech in Atlanta at 5 p.m., and the men's will travel to Winston-Salem to take, take on Wake Forest at 7.15. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Victoria Alves. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Where is your pain? Knees? Hips? Back? Don't let it sideline you any longer. And don't let them tell you surgery is your only option. Call QC Kinetics now for the future of pain relief. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, restoring and repairing damaged joint tissue the natural way. This is the science of using properties from your own body to bring you lasting relief with no drugs and no downtime. QC Kinetics is trusted by patients all over America, over 150 clinics nationwide with advanced protocols that can get you moving again. Get started now so you can live big in 2024. Talk about a great use of your FSA and HSA. Put them to work getting you the relief you need so badly. These new advanced regenerative treatments are getting amazing reviews. Let the medical pros at QC Kinetics give you the better path toward that pain-free life. Call QC Kinetics now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Hi, this is Dr. Kim Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. If you're nervous about going to the dentist, we may have a solution for you. It's called IV Sedation. IV Sedation has been a big hit in our office, and we've been able to help many get the dentistry they've been putting off for years because of it. IV Sedation helps you relax and recover quickly with little or no memory of the procedure. Many of our clients won't even consider having their dentistry performed without it. Learn more about IV Sedation at ExceptionalDentistry.com or call us today at 332-6725. We've never been to this many holiday parties in one day. You ready? Let's do this. We brought Ritz crackers with a cream cheese spread. Ritz with fig jam and prosciutto. Ritz with peanut butter chocolate. Show friends and family how much you care with Ritz. My famous Ritz with sharp cheddar. Wait, where is everyone? Uh, y'all are way late. Oh, yeah. But since you brought Ritz. Oh, yeah. Ritz, a taste of welcome. The Gators are here. Driving kick in the corner. Three, Richard. Good, good, good. Got it to beat the buzzer. Saints catches, pump fake, shoots, banked it in and one. This is Gator Country. Throws out wing left. Kugel for three from the sideline. Good. Deep three is this is Florida basketball. Chop this one up for the Gators. On the Gators Sports Network. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The WRUF Radio app. Your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The home of the Florida Gators. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Welcome back to Sports Scene. My bud Zach Albaverde is here. Got a question for him. 
3928255 in our last 10 minutes here. I got boku emails here. I'll never get to all of them, um, but I'll get to some of them. <laughs> Joe says, what's the status of Kamari Wilson? <laughs> uh, um, I think he's portal bound. Uh, I think so, too. Uh, Andrew says, golfers are 5-7 and seven going bowling and celebrating. Who's better off recruiting-wise, us or Minnesota, who's <laughs> going bowling? That's a good in, that's a good email right there. Yeah, um, I do want to encourage Florida fans. Uh, while I'm on here, got to do a shameless plug, but it is it's silly season, Steve. Uh, coaching carousel, transfer portal moves, sprint to signing day, draft declarations. Um, I'm at Gators Online. At, as Steve mentioned, if you guys want to get in the door, if you're not subscribed, you can do it right now for one dollar. Um, for just a month, or you can get in half half off for the year. Um, so if you're looking for a Christmas gift for your significant other, or you just want to stay up on all the happenings with this program, uh, give us a give us a visit at Gators Online because we got a lot of stuff coming these next few weeks. Uh, the season is over, but the news is not stopping. No, it's the the next season. Yeah. It's uh, the off season, which is not off. No. Daniel and Sylvester, Georgia, ask Zach how many wins next year do we have to have for Napier not to get fired? Man, that's a tough question. Um, he, At the very least, the win total has to be improved. I, I, I thought that he needed to get to – I thought that seven wins this season would – keep fans from being upset with him. I said, on Feinbaum show, I said seven wins and a win over Tennessee. And I think if they would have beat Arkansas and they would have beat uh, Missouri and they would have got to seven wins, I think people would be okay. Yeah, me too. And you, know? you beat a ranked team in yeah. Missouri in the process. You'd be seven and five and you at least have a win over rivals. So because you you got didn't reach that this year, I think that puts more pressure on next year. Um, I mean, seven at a bare minimum like i mean i i guess he could go six and six six and somehow theoretically keep the job but man so many people would just be um over it yeah and i mean there, there's some that are feel that way now but he's going to get another year in time to to fix this thing jim uh i talked about the, the stadium renovation has come up again yep and whether or not there should be money you know in there uh he says, well, money in there taken away? <laughs> well, he says, I think in some sense the pot of money for the stadium and NIL are the same. It's booster money. Mm. In order to renovate the stadium, they need donations. So a booster will have to decide where their money goes. Well, yes. I mean, that's, yeah. that's partially true at least. But you can't take some of that money and give it to NIL. You can't sure. do that. Plus, you've got some folks that are contributing to the NIL in the NIL space that that don't really dabble in the facilities um, and vice versa. So, um, But no, you got to make sure that there's enough resources to go around. Leon says, do you think a defensive coordinator and offensive coordinator change on both sides would likely be a matter for success moving forward? I don't see how changes by just firing position coaches helps. What's your opinion? Well, I think everybody is curious to see what he does on the offensive side of the ball and if he gives up play calling. Um, and I think that some of that could be determined – by who's out there and who's available. If he doesn't have a play caller that he can go get that he feels confident enough in handing over the keys to the offense, then he might not give it up. Um, and then I think defensively, I just don't know having a fourth straight year with a fourth different defensive coordinator is the answer. I think that they need to 
um, get somebody around Austin that can help him, um, that has history with him, that maybe has worked with him, and just get just try to get that scheme and that unit farther along. But I I don't anticipate a change from a play calling standpoint on the defensive side of the ball. Ellis and Lake City agreed both lines of scrimmage need to be beefed up through the portal as well as a play-calling OC, special teams coach, new strength coach, and one good offensive line coach as well as getting rid of three-quarters of the 100 analysts and bringing ex-coaches to fill analyst positions. Yeah, I mean, that is something that that is, is worth monitoring, not only what he does with structuring his staff and making changes, but how does he beef up or change the support staff that he has and um, as – that email alluded to, maybe get some more expertise in those positions. Ephraim's an 86 grad. He says, I agree with you. Mullen uh, fired way too early. Strickland forcing Mullen to play Richardson when he clearly wasn't better than Jones at the time was the final straw for Mullen. No head coach worth his salt would tolerate a meddling administration. Napier will never change. That's why he was let go by Dabo. UF will forever be mired in mediocrity as long as he's there. Um, Time will tell uh, with that. Uh, I mentioned earlier about Dan Mullen and the fact that he'd won, what, 20-something games yeah. in his first two years. I think most since Spurrier, right? I think so. And, you know, run out the door here. Mike says, uh, great points. May have run off Mullen to a quickly a proven coach. Took us to the SEC championship game. He like I got caught in a tornado that included COVID years. My thought is, would have had three losing seasons in a row if we stuck it out with him. History is great because you can sit back and sort of rewrite it. Yeah. But let's face it. He did not recruit well at the end. But Todd Grantham himself wasn't I mean, we've seen the defenses be continually bad and he's long gone. Yeah. Yeah. And and I I think that also to the the rec- the recruiting um you can improve that with Shaking up that department, getting a new director of player personnel, um, getting better recruiters on your coaching staff. Um, hard to get good play callers, though. It is. Justin, opening in the season, the floor was three wins. The ceiling by some was eight. Why is it shocking we ended up with five? Merch was garbage, according to the prognosticators. I realize things have to be better, but he took this job knowing this was an enormous rebuild. Most of our fans want to win, but are unwilling to go through the process of what it takes to win. Yeah, I I think for the fans, um, as as much of the reality of that rebuild is there, they still see more wins that could have been attained and that were left on the field. And I think that's where their frustration lies, and also um, wanting to see if the right changes are going to be made. Zach, let me ask you this in our last couple of minutes here. We saw FSU give Norvell time. Yeah, it paid off at least in the yeah. short term. My uh, Eli Drinkwitz. Drinkwitz at Missouri paid off at least yeah. in the short term. Could it happen here? Yes, but here here's my question. There are so many teams now that you kind of have to get above. Yeah, Missouri did it. Is that possible in your view in the short term to leapfrog all the teams that Florida seems to have to go over? That that, that is. Um, that's that's tough because that that's really what it comes down to. It does. Ultimately. It does. And um I think that they are going to have to make some significant gains and close the gap through 
elite portal additions and instant impact uh, true freshman recruits, i.e. Um, Eugene Wilson, Shamar James, Trevor Etienne, some of these guys. Um, whether or not they can get enough of those uh, you know, to close that gap, that, that, that remains to be seen because you know that those other programs, they're not slowing down. Nope. Um, you might get some impact players via portal or high school recruiting, but they will continue to do that as well. 30 seconds. Um, how much fear is there that a good player on Florida wants to leave to go play for a winning team? There's, it, it's there. It, it, it's real. Um, I think that right now as we speak and you guys are listening to the show, this staff is over there in that building in the process of exit interviews to try to keep that from happening. And um, they're going to make sure that they have their NIL dollars allocated to those athletes. Um, because they are the number one recruiting priority right now. Okay. Appreciate you, Zach. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Uh, you can see his work on Gators Online, obviously. We'll get him back because he's always welcome here. Thanks to Daniel for producing. I'm Steve Russell. We'll see you tomorrow at noon ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981FM, 850AM, WRUF.